This message comes to you from New Life Derby. Well, we're carrying on on this series on looking at Jesus. And um, Jesus is, you know, the, the person of Jesus is so powerful to look at. It's so um, great to be able to focus on the person of Jesus. And today I'm looking at the, 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 where Jesus as the true vine. I'm declaring those words that Jesus declared, I am the true vine. And that is taken from John 15. That's taken from John 15. When you look at John, right from um, 13, this was the last week of Jesus living on earth. You know, where Jesus goes to the upper room with his disciples, and he's talking to his disciples in the upper room. And then when he finishes in the upper room, he's beginning to walk down. And, you know, people picture that he was around a vine garden. You know, he was in a vineyard, and he was, he was walking with them. And Jesus looked around probably and saw some vine trees and plants. And he used that as an illustration to describe the fact that he is the true vine. We're going to read this scripture together, and um, it's, uh, it's on a video, it's illustrated, and it's just great. Children, you can get involved in this and, and watch this as, as we read the, 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 the scripture together from verse 1 to 17. Let's read this together. I am the true vine, and my father is the farmer. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already pruned clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. As the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If a man doesn't remain in me, he is thrown out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it will be done for you. In this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. Even as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his Lord does. But I have called you friends, for everything that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you will ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I command these things to you, that you may love one another. Amen. Well, I thank um, 
explain Air TV for that video, and it's just a great illustration of that scripture in John 15. And you know, I've got a I wish I could bring a vine here with branches, but you know, I've not got one. I've not actually seen a proper one. I've watched a lot of videos about it, and, and, and I'm going to try as much as possible today to try to picture what Jesus was actually saying when he talked about being the vine. You know, and we looked last week about him being the bread of life, and there are so many aspects to Jesus that Jesus was trying to emphasize and trying to teach us about himself. And he was saying that, you know, I am the vine. And we are the branches. So I've got some facts that I'd love us to look at from that scripture. And the first one is that God is the gardener. God is the gardener, or we could call him the vine dresser. Some scriptures call him the vine dresser or the farmer. You know, God is the one who tends the garden. God is the one who looks after the garden. You know, when you read about vine farms, vineyards, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into bringing up grapes and goes into vineyards, you know, and there's a lot of work that goes into that. And the Bible says there that God is the gardener. He's the vine dresser. He's the one that, that prunes. He's the one that makes the grapes. His, his desire is to produce as much fruit from that vine as possible. You know, and there's, I, was re, I was watching a documentary once about vines and, and about grapes and, and wine. And it says there that sometimes, some years, every year is different, dependent on how much stress the vine goes through. You know, every, every year is different. And actually what they were saying was if the vine is going through a lot of stress, what you don't want to do is try to elevate that stress. Actually let the vine go through the stress. Because when there's dryness on, on the earth, you know, those vines send their roots deep, deep, deep down into the ground so that they can begin to draw from soil that has never been, been, been touched before. And suddenly that year they get rich wine because... The, 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 of the stress on the vine. And I just began to picture what is 2020 and 2021 going to be like for us with all the stresses and all the strains that we have been through. You know, I believe that there will be great wine, great fruit that will come out of our lives because of all that we have been through this last few months because we are going deep. Amen. We are digging deep Amen. into Him. God is the gardener. The second thing is that Jesus is the true vine. So we have here a, a, a vine, which I'll use as an illustration here. So this is the vine. Jesus is saying, I am the true vine. The reason he says that is because in, in Isaiah um, chapter 5, you know, God describes Israel then as the vine. He describes, he describes Israel as the vine. But then he says, you know, in, in, in Isaiah chapter 5, he says, He expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. There was an expectation God had on Israel, but that didn't come through. So he decided when Jesus was coming, Jesus became the true vine. Jesus became the one that never sinned. He became the one that God could rely on, that when people come to him, they will be saved, they will be transformed, they will be sanctified because of the righteousness that he lived by. So Jesus, at the end of his ministry, is saying, I am the true vine. And then you might wonder, where is the Holy Spirit in all of this? 
Why believe that the Holy Spirit is the sun, the rain, the wind that comes? He doesn't say it in that scripture because the Holy Spirit had not come on the earth at that time. But I saw this picture online and I felt it was a real illustration of what the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit impacts this picture of the vine and the branches. And you have Jesus as the vine. You have God as the gardener, the Father as the gardener. And then the Holy Spirit is the Son that gives the nutrients to the leaves and, and, and the wind and the rain that brings all that, that those leaves need, those branches need for good fruit. Galatians 5 and verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is that. The fourth thing from that scripture is we are branches. So we have the vine here. And this vine is pointless if there are no branches because nothing grows on the vine apart from branches. The leaves are on the branches, the fruits are on the branches. And Jesus is saying there that we are the branches. Everyone who has truly accepted Jesus into their heart is a branch in the vine. You are a branch in Jesus. From the moment that we, 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 we give our hearts to him, we are grafted in, we become a, a, a branch to that vine. And Jesus is, is, is excited about that. He's saying that we are the branches because he knows that his father is going to tend to those branches as much as is possible. He's going to want to bring out the best fruits that are possible from that branch. And there's no reason for fruit not to be born because we are attached to one who has everything to give us. We are attached to the true vine who gives us everything that we need for life and for godliness. And we have the Holy Spirit around us. We have the Holy Spirit shining down on us and strengthening us and raining down on us. And we have everything that we need to flourish and to grow. And it says there that when, in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. For without me, you can do nothing. And you know, I just love that because it goes on to say, if anyone does abide in me, he is cast, um, if everyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. In verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You will ask what you desire when you abide in him. The fifth thing I want to go on to, and I'm just rushing through this. The fifth thing I want to go on to is every branch is expected to bear fruit. Every branch is expected to bear fruit. God doesn't want a branch that does not bear fruit. There's no vineyard um, keeper, there's no um, uh, vine keeper that, that, that walks past a, a, a vine tree and says, well, this doesn't bear fruit, so I'll just walk on by. No, his desire is for it to bear fruit. There's an expectation. God is not passive. If we are not bearing fruit, God is not passive. He's active. He's doing something to get us to bear fruit. Now Jesus 
except as the true vine. There's no fault in the vine. So we know that, you know, it's not that the source is wrong. The problem is the connection. And we need to check that connection. Because there's an expectation for every one of us to bear fruit. The sixth fact there on that, on that um, scripture is that there's an expectation for every branch not just to bear fruit, but to bear fruit in increasing measure. There's an expectation for us to bear fruit in increasing measure. We look there in verse, in verse 2. It says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Let's just look at that first. The first stage, and I believe this, um, every believer is in four steps of this. Every one of us are in four of these stages of bearing fruit. The first stage is the no fruit bearers. So you're in the vine, you're a believer, you're, 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 you're connected to the vine, but there's no fruit. The Bible says that, you know, we are all in the vine. He, he says that, you know, it says that at the beginning, that, that everyone in me, the branches are in me. So we are connected to God. We're not talking about unbelievers now. We're talking about believers who are in Christ, but are not bearing fruit. Do you know a study was done of the church? And 60% of believers are in this category of not bearing fruit. And you wonder why, you know, and that scripture says there at the beginning that God, you know, I said that God is not passive, he's active. He wants to bear fruit. He wants you to move from one step to the next. He doesn't want you to remain the same. So he's doing something. The gardener comes and he sees this branch that is not bearing fruit. He looks at it and he says, you're not bearing fruit. What do I do? The Bible says there that, that he takes away. But actually, if you look at the Greek word of that, it's spelled A-I-R-O, A-R-O. And it can also mean lift up. It's used at the same time where Jesus is speaking to the lame man and he says, You are healed, take up your mat and, and go. That's the same Greek word that is used there to lift up your mat. It's the same Greek word that Jesus uses when, after feeding the 5,000, and he says, You know, gather up. All that is all, all the, the, the baskets. It's lifting up. And when you know, I, I, I heard that, I began to research what does it mean if a vine dresser walks past a branch and he sees the branch not producing fruit? Does he just cut the branch off? No, he doesn't. Why? He investigates why that branch is not bearing fruit. Why is that branch not bearing fruit? And, and he goes to it. You know, and there was this great illustration that, that one of the vine dressers had. And he says, you know, most of the time, the reason is because that branch has fallen down and is, is caught in the mud. And all the dust has come on it and the leaves cannot receive the sunlight that is being, is being given. It's being trodden upon. The, that, that It cannot bear fruit because of the situation it's on. And the, 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 the vine dresser said, you know, so they, 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 he walks around with a bucket with water in it. And when he comes to a vine and he sees that branch falling down, he goes to it and he picks it up and he begins to wash the vine. He washes the, the, the leaves off, the dust, the mud of the, the, the vine. And he picks that vine up and he puts it back on the trellis. And that vine begins to produce fruit. And I was like, wow. You know, Jesus was speaking to people who understood what it meant to be a vine dresser. Mm. 
He was speaking to people who understood what it meant to grow vine. And he said, you know, when you're walking past, and, and when, when I see, when the gardener sees a branch that is not bearing fruit, when he sees a believer that is not bearing fruit, he comes and he picks that believer up. He picks that believer up. He doesn't leave the believer where he is. He wants that believer to bear fruit. And there might be some things, there are three things that can cause a believer not to bear fruit. The first thing is sin. Sin can cause us not to bear fruit. When we have sin in our lives, when we are walk, when we when we have when we have um, neglected the, 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 the prompting of the Holy Spirit and we have we are going in the wrong direction, that can cause us not to bear fruit. The second thing is the world. The world. If you remember this, the parable of the of the sower in Matthew thirteen and verse twenty two, it says, "Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful." He becomes unfruitful. You know, God might have a plan. And that plan is for this branch to bear much fruit. To bear plenty of fruit. But that branch begins to look at something else and thinks, Oh, I need to make some money. I need to go on this tangent. I need to do this. God, I know you're prompting me to do this. But no, my desires, the cares of this world is pulling me this way. That can cause a believer to be unfruitful. And that's where many believers are sat today. Because the cares of this world are pulling us away. The third thing is apathy. Apathy is a great destroyer of fruitfulness in our lives. I just don't care. You would prefer to go and sit down and watch a TV than to join a prayer meeting at that point in time. You would prefer to, 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 to just do nothing than to, than to join and to go and help someone or to show some love to someone. Apathy is when you, when you don't care any longer. Some believers sit in that place and we are unfruitful. But then that's... God doesn't sit back. He comes and he lifts us up. He brings some discipline. In, 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 in Hebrews 12, the Bible talks about God bringing some discipline. He brings some rebuke. Maybe when you open the word, you find a rebuke there. God is telling you something. What, why are you not doing this in your life? And you feel that rebuke. Or he might even go further. If you have not listened to the rebuke, he might bring some chastening. You know, some emotional difficulties. He might bring that um, 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 chastening to your life life if you don't listen to that he brings some scourging then that if you go and read hebrews 12 he tells us of how god tries to bring us back he doesn't let us go he brings us back he tries everything so that we don't die yeah. as a branch yeah. if we keep refusing all that god is doing eventually we become a dead branch and we disconnect from the vine but God wants us to be remaining in him. Amen. To remain in him. And when he, we remain in him, we move from no fruits. The second step is to some fruits. Is to some fruit. When we produce some fruits, the Bible says that he begins to prune that branch. <laughs> so he doesn't just leave it as some fruit. He begins to prune that branch. And that study said that 25% of Christians are at the stage of some fruit. 
So some of us are bearing some fruit. And when he prunes us, he cuts those things off. He says, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done acted that way. You need to show more love. You need to be more patient with that person. You need to show more kindness. You need to speak with understanding. He prunes us and that moves us to more fruit. We move to more fruit then. Then we're bearing more fruit at that point in time. And then in verse, uh, in, when to move from more fruit, we remain in Christ. And then in verse 5 of that, he says, And if I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me will bear much fruit. <laughs> so there's much fruit. And that's where God wants us all to be. He wants us all to be bearing much fruit. But then there's a great scripture right at the end of that passage in verse 16 where it talks about bearing lasting fruit lasting fruit that will last for all time when we move from that God wants us to progress constantly he wants us to move from no fruit to some fruit from some fruit to more fruit from more fruit to much fruit and from much fruit he wants us to move to lasting fruit he's constantly active especially at the first two stages he's active at the first stage because he comes and he lifts that branch off he does all that he can to get that branch bearing fruit but it's only as the branch is connected that that branch can bear fruit you know there's no point in this branch disconnected from this trying to bear fruit because it doesn't matter how hard, what many mind games it does, how many motivational messages it listens to, how many things it does, it will not bear fruit because it's not connected to the vine. Yeah. Yeah. It needs that connection to bear fruit. And you might be asking, what is fruit? Jesus, when he was describing the whole um, illustration about the vine, he was talking about bearing fruit. That was all he was. He wanted us to understand that we are to bear fruit. As believers, we are to bear fruit. We have everything that we, we need to bear fruit. You might be asking, what is fruit? Fruit can be so many things. And we look at scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, and there's so many descriptions of what fruit might be. But one of the things I know fruit is, is that it means good works. It means good works. In Titus 3 and verse 14, it says, And let our people also learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. That they may not be unfruitful. Fruit generally means good works. The second thing is that fruit can only be produced by those in Christ. Fruit can only be produced by those in Christ. If you have twins, you know, who have grown up in the same home, who have the same um, 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 learning skills and the same desires, one of them gets saved, one of them encounters Christ and gets saved. The other one rejects Christ, also says, no, I'm not going to get saved right now. Both of them go down to, to the homeless shelter, you know, and they're looking after the poor. They're looking after uh, um, um, the, the homeless and they're feeding them. The Bible says that it it is only the one that has saved that is in Christ that will bear fruit. The other one is doing good works, but those are dead works before God. So that's not counted as fruit to God. 
The only reason that we can bear fruit is because we are in Christ. We are in Christ. And that's very clear in that verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. The third thing is that fruit is a good work done with God honoring motives. It's a good work that is done with a God honoring motive. It's not just something you want to do so that people can see. You know, you don't just go out there and you say, I'm going to be kind so that this person can see that I'm kind. It has to be the right motives that we do it in. The fourth thing is that fruit is any action of any believer that pleases God. And I think this sums it all up, really. Fruit is any action of any believer. If you go out there with love in your heart to speak to someone and they get saved, that's fruit. If you go out there with kindness in your heart and you give something to, a, to, to someone in need, that's fruit. As long as we are connected to Christ. If we spend time praying for our neighbors, if we spend time praying for the NHS, for, for, for our, our community, and we see transformation in, in those lives, that's fruit. Fruit is all based around what the Holy Spirit brings into our life, the fruit of the Spirit. The fifth thing is fruit is the result of your effort and your labor. We need to do something. We can't just sit back and bear fruit. We need to do something. There needs to be an effort. Philippians 1 and verse 22 says, But if I live on, if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. This was Paul speaking to the Philippians. This will mean fruit from my labor. Since fruit is all about good works, does that mean that by good works we can get into heaven? Some of you might be asking that. Well, that's very clear in Ephesians 2 and verse 8 and 9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, let any man should boast. So it's not by works that we get saved or we get into heaven. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. It's by our connection to the vine. But good works are the fruits that God is looking. Because in verse 10 it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God prepared something for you to do. Do you know that if you are not bearing fruit, that thing is not happening? That thing God really wants to happen is not happening because you're not bearing fruit. Don't think that something else, someone else. You know, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that said, God said, I look for a man. I looked for a man and I couldn't find someone, so I brought judgment. God was looking for someone to do this, to intervene, and he couldn't find anyone. God is depending on us to bear the fruit that he wants us to bear. Amen. Whatever it is that he's laying on your heart, he wants it. And why does he want us to bear fruit? 
in verse 8 of that, that, that chapter 15, it tells us, By this my Father is glorified. <laughs> it's for the glory. And as we just come to a close now, you know, as we just round up, I just want to really just summarize this whole thing. Is It is for His glory that we bear fruit. It's for the glory of God that we bear much fruit. Not just some fruit, not just more fruit, but much fruit. That's where he wants us to get to. He wants us to bear much fruit. And in that scripture it says, so you will be my disciples. When we bear much fruit, we have moved to be his disciples. You know, I heard this story, and you might be wondering, you know, what does that mean? I heard this story, um, 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 uh, and it's a story that, that has been told down the years, and it, it's a story of, um, of a village in Italy over a hundred years ago, and it says, you know, all the farmers in that village would come at one time in the year, and they would all gather in the town square, and they would bring their baskets full of of all their fruits that has come from just one vine. So they were, they were doing like, you know, just a celebration of how much fruitfulness each vine has produced. And, you know, all the vine dressers who are the owners of the vineyards would come with their baskets and some of them would be overflowing, you know, and, and the baskets, some baskets were bigger than others. And, you know, as they all came in, people would, would applaud and would cheer. And then they would all be waiting for one vine dresser. And he was the oldest vine dresser in the village. He had done it for, for donkeys of years, you know, and he would walk, he could hardly walk, but he would come in with his basket, and his basket would be overflowing with all this, and everybody would be cheering, would be cheering, but what they didn't realize was as soon as he walked in, behind him, another basket was coming through with more fruit on it, and another basket was coming with much fruit on it, and suddenly they realized, wow, this vine dresser has produced much fruit from just one vine and everybody was screaming and applauding and sharing him that's what God wants he wants everybody to glorify the father because of our fruitfulness because of our fruitfulness, he wants your neighbors to glorify the Father. Because of your fruitfulness, he wants your colleagues at work to glorify the Father. Because of your fruitfulness, he wants your friends in school, your classmates, your college mates. He wants them to glorify the Father because of the fruitfulness in you. And unless we make a decision today that we are going to bear much fruit, we will remain unfruitful we will remain unfruitful. So we're going to bow our heads now. And I said at the beginning, we need to be connected to the vine. And if you're watching today and you're not connected, you have not given your hearts to Him, you have not even started that process of being connected to the vine, not to talk of bearing fruit or much fruit. Or it might be that you've been doing a lot of good works and you're thinking, wow, this should count to something. Well, unfortunately, I'm really sorry. The only thing that really counts is our connectedness to the vine. And if we're connected to the vine, then every fruit that we bear gives him glory, gives the vine dresser glory. And I'd just love you to pray this prayer with me. Just as we come to a close, if you want to make that decision and you want to accept Jesus into your heart, you want to say, Lord Jesus, come in. Help me to produce good fruit. Amen. 
Just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sin and you rose from the dead. I turn from my sin and I invite you to come into my heart and life that I will bear much fruit. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I would love to get in touch with you. Just put something in the comments. There will be a link there that you can click on to, to put some details in. Would love to get in touch with you. We're glad to post you out a Bible, post you out some resources that you can use to grow so that you can bear some fruit and then you can move to more fruit and you can move to much fruit as you remain, as you remain in the vine. But that's all it takes. You are part of the vine. You're part of the family of Jesus right now. And we welcome you into that family. But if there's anyone out there that isn't bearing fruit right now, I just want us to pray right now for ourselves. You know where you are. You know whether the cares of this world have distracted you from what God is saying. What God has spoken to you. It might be all the stuff that is going on around your world has caused you not to bear fruit. God is coming to lift you up today. He's using this message today to bring an encouragement to you, to lift you up, to dust you off, and to put you back on the trellis so that you can bear fruit. He wants you to move from no fruit to more fruit and to much fruit. And Lord, I pray right now for anyone out there I pray that you will minister to them, O oh God. You minister to them, Lord. If they need to pray with someone, I pray, Father, that they will just ring those phone numbers, O oh God, right at the end, that someone can stand with them in prayer. Lord, I pray that you will be glorified and lifted up in their lives, O oh God. Help us, Lord, to be fruitful, O oh God, to bear much fruit, Lord, that you will come and strengthen us and encourage us in Jesus' name. We give you praise and we exalt you and magnify your name because you are the vine, you are the true vine, and we are the branches. And your desire is that as we remain in you, as we remain in you, that we will bear much fruit, much fruit which will become lasting fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information, please visit newlifederby.org.uk.